that's always going to exist. Yeah. That that those little those little gaps are those little lacks lack thereof. Those are always going to exist, and I think those are important. Um, why is that important? One of, one of my affirmations is, "Hey Warner, be the person you wish you had when you were 18. Mm. Be the person you wish you knew when you were 20." And so and so, like you know you, you know you just shared your story, and that's 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 amazing. But like like you and I. Our, what's, what's our purpose now is to be that person. Yeah. Be, be the person that's uncommon. Be the person that's set apart because they went through that. It's poverty is always going to exist. Um, you know, um, poor mindsets are always going to exist. Um, bad habits are always going to exist, but there's always going to be those who are set apart and the responsibility of that not everybody can burden that responsibility. Life is gonna give you challenges, struggles. It's gonna force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are doing well today. I'm excited for this one. This is our first interview, first conversation, first recording back since being getting home from Sedona, Arizona. I'm going to be doing a solo episode that's going to be coming out at the end of the week. For that, I'm going to break it all down to the best of my ability. I was going to do it first, but I just wasn't ready to talk about it. And there's just so much to process. So what I'm going to do is do a big journal about it and then I'm going to kind of just like express myself through words the best I can. Today's episode though, I, I had a, an amazing conversation and I'm glad it was with this guy because, you know, when I sat down to do the recording, I felt, I, I felt a shift in how my energy was and it was great to have such a, such a, such a, a bright light, a nice guy to share space with while I integrate. You know, because there's a lot of integration when you come back from something so powerful. So today's guest, his name is Warner Trejo. And we are introduced through a mutual friend. Her name is Deidre Siriani. She was a past guest and she recommended that we link up. And I'm glad she did. We had a little chat before. And I like what he's doing. You know, he's a good dude and he's he's working on getting the message out there, helping people, helping entrepreneurs. He, you know, and doing all the things that we need to do, especially right now. So a little bit about Warner. He is an entrepreneur and success coach. And in addition to that, he's one of the most sought after trainers in the World Financial Group, where he emphasizes in developing business brokers in the financial sector. He's also the host of the Stay in the Big IGTV series, which is a series that focuses on highlighting the habits, mindset, and stories of highly effective entrepreneurs, athletes, and all that amazing stuff. So we got into his story. His family immigrated from El Salvador. Really interesting story about that. And I really tried to get in and, and, and find out, you know, how he became who he was today. You know, it's just so interesting because it fascinates me how people become who they are, right? And there's just so many different things that happen. And, you know depending on your upbringing, depending on so many things shape who we are today. And it was really great to get into that. So we had a good conversation about all the things. And yeah, I highly suggest you guys check this guy out. Warner's a good dude and um, he's got great energy. So you guys will see in this conversation. So if you guys are new to University of Adversity, 
I just want to I just want to welcome you here. You guys, you're going to love it. There's so many different amazing humans and transformational stories on here that if you want to transform your life, listen to this for a while and I promise you it'll happen because that's what I'm dedicated to doing. So um, if you guys haven't, please subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to. And if you feel you, some of this adds value to, you think it'll add value to someone's life, share it. Share it on social media. It really, really helps. It really is great to see. And if you get value, leave a review. I know leaving a review is a bit of a pain in the ass. So I don't ask every, I mean, if you can, great. But if you don't, it's okay too. But it's much appreciated because the work that we put into this is to, to make impact. And it's great to see the reviews grow and that, you know, um, you know, that you're getting value from it. So also it's on YouTube, subscribe there. And to all you regular listeners that show up consistently, thank you so much. I know we went down to two episodes a week for the next little while, just need to get caught up. And, you know, there's always, there's 200 and, you know, 60 plus episodes to catch up on if you haven't. So um, we'll be doing two episodes a week for the next little while. We will go back to three. It's just, there's a lot going on. And I feel like, you know, releasing one Monday and Friday is, is pretty solid for now. And um, yeah, so anyways, also going to be recording a solo episode on my Sedona journey, which is coming out at the end of the week. Um, and that's really exciting also. So stay tuned for that. And without further ado, Warner Trejo coming right up. Hey, here we go. Warner, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Oh, man. I Like I was saying earlier, <laughs> man, I've been waiting for this. I think it's been like maybe three, four weeks now. Yeah. And it's just like... Well, there's a, there's a saying, an old adage, right? And everybody knows it. All good things comes to those who what? To, those who, to those who, who wait. Yeah. Those who wait, dude. And we've been waiting. Yeah. We pulled it off. And here we are, man. We are getting <laughs> after, dude. I'm excited. Me Thank too, you for man. having me on. Yeah. You caught me on mid-sip of coffee there. So I, was, I was like, yeah, I got <laughs> um, Yeah, dude. So um, this, like we were talking before, um, this is my first conversation interview on the show since I got back from my mind-blowing experience in Sedona and yeah. I'm really excited because I feel like I'm in a different place right now physically mentally and um, I'm really pumped to dive in your story brother so um, I uh, I love when we go deep on the show man so let's yeah. take us back to the beginning for those that don't know about you learning yeah. about you I learned about you. I forget who connected us, but I was really, I really enjoyed your energy. Deidre. Deidre, Deidre connected us. That's yeah. right. Funny because yeah. I was just talking to her. And, um, Shout out to Deidre. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. And uh, I, I, I loved your vibe and your energy and what you're doing. So I was really excited to have you on. So for those that don't know about you, man, walk us through a little bit of your journey. Start wherever you feel yeah. is, is um, the best place to start. And uh, we'll sure. go from there, brother. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm born and raised in LA, um, Los Angeles, California. And, um, and I essentially, when I started university, the idea behind it was to write my parents are always like, Hey, get a good job, right? Get a, get a, get a, get a good career, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Um, my whole, like prior to that, you know, high school years and, and, and my childhood, I grew up in sports, grew up playing sports. And one of the things I always told myself was the only way I'll go to college is if I play sports. Mm. And uh, it, it did happen at the junior college level. 
um, ended up playing soccer, and that just kind of introduced me to the academic side of college because that wasn't an interest. I uh, may, maybe or maybe not. This can relate to a lot of people, but I hate school, dude. Like yeah. I just don't like. I just did. It wasn't. It wasn't something where I found myself being creative. It wasn't something where I found myself in flow, if you will. And so, um, and so I, I, you know, I, I played sports and and uh, studied political science. And the the reason behind that wasn't necessarily to become a politician, but in the United States, it was more so to understand our system. Um, I come. I'm a first generation American. My parents um, immigrated to this country. They fled a, a country with civil war. Um, as Americans, there's no way we would ever understand what it is to have war in our land. Like it's just a different notion, right? Like the idea of of walking around the street fearing for your life, it's very, it's 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 not the same as it would be in a third world country. Where did they um, come from? Especially where did they El Salvador? They, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They came, okay. Yeah, they came from El Salvador in the '80s. There was a massive civil war yeah. at that time, and. Um, and so, and so, you know, having that perspective for me was like, okay, we're in America. I have to better understand what this country is about. What exactly is it that, what does it mean to become, to be American, right? More than just like the, the pride of the flag, which I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of this country, but it was more of understanding our system. Why is it in place? Why is it one of the best countries in the world? And, and so the idea behind the, the I guess the goal, for, for, from that was becoming a I wanted to uh, practice law um, that was my original goal um, until I realized that I had to go back to school for four four more years so, you know and I was like ah, yeah you know what I'm not going to take the law route so college you know at this point college is over you know life happens and um, it's, it's funny because in life like well throughout my academic career right and through sports you have coaches you have teachers you have counselors you have parenting right and then you're and then college ends you're an adult and then there's nobody there's no guidance there's no coaching there's no counseling it's just like dude go figure it out and so uh i was stuck in that in that in that kind of those odd years of what the heck is my identity right like like and this is not like this hoorah identity kind of thing it was just like dude outside of sports and this college i've been a student for 24 years of my life I've been in sports for 24 years of my life. And all of a sudden I got to not do that. I don't know how to do that. Right. I don't know how to navigate this. Um, I ended up moving to uh, Virginia or Washington, DC. It's called, it's known as the DMV, DMV area. And again, um, I studied political science. Right. So I was like, well, what's the Mecca of politics in our country? It's, you know, Washington, DC. So I go there, you know, to seek opportunity more so to just get out of, get out of my norm, get out of my comfort zone and go do something new. Um, was lasted there for a year. Um, at that moment in time, I was leaning towards business more so than leaning towards politics. I come back here to California and um, get introduced, was working at a design firm. You know, I thought I was making good money, you know, and, and I get, this is where my life begins to shift, right? And it was more of, uh, there's there's a saying um, the teacher the teacher shows up when the student is ready right and so I was at a point in my in my life where I was grateful but I was very dissatisfied um, like I was grateful for everything that I have but that wasn't that wasn't where I wanted to be and so 
I, I met someone, it was through a friend of a friend, right? And it was, it, and, 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 and before I, I'll preframe this story by saying, I know I've had coaches and counselors that got me through my academic career. And, and, and in life, you, don't, you realize that you need that in life too. You need that guidance, whether it be a mentor or a coach, whatever you want to call it. it it's necessary in, a life, in, in, in life and in business. So I was just over being stuck, right? I, I, was, I, I thought I had a good job. I had the corporate job and you know, the company car, the company card, the company this, the company that. And I was like, dude, I'm not happy here. This is not my legacy. This is, I'm making somebody else rich. And so I come across someone who, who we actually met at a Starbucks. It was a friend of a friend. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but that person would essentially become my mentor and now business partner. And if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he's my rich dad. Um, and so, and so in, 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 that, in that process, we meet at a Starbucks and I'm like, who is this middle-aged white guy? Like, what is, why does he want to talk to me? And, and we chop it up. We talk about baseball. We connect, we connect on sports, right? Sports was like the ultimate connector for me. Um, long, you know, fast forward six months, he's following up, right? Like, and then I'm essentially, I'm like, um, okay, like, what do you do? And he's like, come down to my office. We can have that conversation. Right. Cause like, he just, I knew he was a CEO. I didn't know of what he didn't have like the lavish car. I knew he had a good life, but he didn't have like the lavish car and he was just always had free time. And I was like, dude, that sounds dope. Like I want to have freedom of my time. I want to have freedom of my money. And so he's like, yeah, come down to my office. And this is the most prominent question I remember from that conversation. He goes, tell me who your mentors are. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm like, Gary Vee's my mentor, Tony Robbins is my mentor. But these are all guys that I just listen to on podcasts. They're not my actual mentors, right? And, and I'm like, Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, you know, I'm just throwing out names of Grant Cardone. And, and essentially, I say a name that resonated with him. And I go, um, um, Ed Milet, there's this new guy, this is four years ago. And I'm like, there's this new guy, Ed Milet. And he starts laughing. And I'm like, dude, you brought me to your office to ridicule me? And he goes, uh, hey, you got to, you got to meet, you really got to meet my wife. So I'm like, uh, this is weird. Like, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm in the office, right? I don't even know what this guy does. And he's like, you got to meet my wife. And he goes, uh, Michelle, come into the office. And she comes into the office and she goes, this is Warner. And Warner says, Ed, my let's his mentor. And so she turns to me and she goes, um, oh, you know, Eddie, in my mind, I'm not processing the connections. And I'm like, who the hell is Eddie? Yeah. Right. I'm like, who the hell is Eddie? So she starts laughing. He starts laughing. And I'm like, dude, I got brought in here to get made fun of. Like, like I'm just my identity. Like I'm very defensive at this point in my life. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, Oh, she apologizes. She goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Max out Ed my, um, Ed my let. And I'm like, I don't understand. She goes, uh, that's my brother. And, um... and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, he's your brother and then he goes and then christopher who's now my mentor he tells me he's like you want to you want to know where he made his money he made it here and i was like dude i don't i still don't know what they do i'm like let's rock and roll whatever this is let's go and uh that essentially was my how i essentially came to know who my mentor was um so shout out to christopher schleyman but it was it was this idea of I was ready to take that next step in my life. I was dissatisfied with where I was. My situation wasn't my destination. I was just ready to rock and roll. I'm like, yo, whatever an opportunity is, I'm jumping up. 
Like mm-hmm. it just, this was my shot at the big time. So um, four years later, fast forward, um, I work in the financial sector. Uh, we, we, we handle, we, we work with wealth management and investments. Um, like I mentioned previously, Christopher Schleyman is my mentor. Um, I, I owe him so much. I'm forever grateful. My dad did everything. My mom and dad did everything. They brought me to this country. They provided me a roof. Um, they've raised me, they fed me, but they didn't, they couldn't teach me. It's not that they didn't because they didn't want to. It's just their understanding of money was different. Money is a language. And Christopher was just able to take me to that next level. You know, we, we live in, if you, if you want to succeed in this country, if you want to succeed in business, you got to understand how money works. And so having that influence in my life until this day, right? Having like you elevate your associations, it elevates your identity, elevates your way of thinking. They don't let you get away with weak shit, right? Mm-hmm. So that to me was something that just changed my life. And that's my long-winded introduction. That's uh <laughs> I, there's a few things I want to unpack there, dude. Um, yeah. And, and thank you for sharing that. That's, it's great to see how, how the thing kind of happens. Right. And where I want to start with that is I want to go back, like how old were you? So were you born in the States or did your parents, or were you born in El Salvador? Um, I, w- I was born, in, I'm, I'm American born. I was born okay, in the so States. Okay. So what was... Yeah. So this is always interesting because, I mean, parents immigrating over here from such a, yeah. a different way of life sure. and having to parent the style, it's, it's completely different. So I'm just curious yeah. as to like, what was that like for you growing up and what kind of like with your parents, you know, what kind of struggles did you notice growing up or, you know, what did they, how did they adapt? Because, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty big culture shock, right? And yeah. coming from a place like that, and, and, and that trickles down into kids and how you grow up. And sometimes, you know, from when you're, when you're you know, zero to eight, there's a lot of trauma that, that, that happens. Yeah. And what I'm yeah. interested really in is like, how was that growing up for you? Like, can you remember, was, there a, was, there a, was it stressful? Or were there some lessons there that you really learned? Because you're obviously, you, you have your shit together and you haven't figured out, you can tell yeah. that you've been raised well. But I always like to know, like, yeah. like, like, how was that growing up like from your family's perspective? And was there, what kind of For stories sure. were you told? Yeah. Um, so, when, and I, don't, I didn't appreciate this until now, right? Um, my, we grew up poor. We grew up really really poor that didn't mean we grew up without that there's a difference right like like i i i there was food on the table and there was a roof over my head um one of the things that i i give my parents immense credit to is i never saw them argue and this is not an exaggeration i never saw them argue and i never i never knew we were poor like that wasn't that wasn't a reality that they 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 didn't argue or they didn't stress about that in front of us and uh, you know I'm, I'm the oldest of three um my dad dude this 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 gets me emotional because they're the reason why i'm in business my dad always sold me the dream always right his 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 he grew up in the farm in the farmland in el salvador he was uh i think there were 18 or 16 kids my my grandparents were busy man but they they, they had kids not because of the joy of having kids but Dude, they gotta 
they got to hold it together. You got to hold down the farm. They got to hold down the crop, hold down the cattle. You know, there's labor to be done, right? You need workers. And if you can't afford employees, you do the kids. And so, um, so my dad, his idea, he always dreamed of a better life. Like it was just, I just want a better life. So that's the one thing he instilled with me as a kid. And my mom was very supportive of that idea was, was he never, ever, ever reflected his insecurities or his negativity or how bad his work day was on us as children. Wow. It was always this, yo, dude, you're talented, you're gifted, you're unique. Like it was just instilling this, this, like he hardwired confidence in me since I was a kid. Like mm. I, I've, it's not that I've never had fear. Confidence is not the absence of fear, neither is courage. But it was just this idea of I'm going to do it anyways. What's the worst thing that could happen? I'm going to get a no. What's the worst thing that could happen? I'm going to get hurt. Dude, that's happened before. Even if it's unintentional, those things are going to occur anyway. So why not make it intentional and get it over with? So that's one thing that my dad always instilled in me. Another thing that I've always learned is that my dad was able to callous his mind so many levels. He Think about this. He's, he's 17 years old. He's going to a country where he doesn't know the language. He doesn't know a single soul. His profession doesn't transfer. He grew up in a farm. He's now in the big city. This dude had to callous his mind. Yeah. So if there's one thing he taught me since I was a kid was, hey, get this right. Get your mind right. Get your goals right. Like, like I don't have to teach you discipline because your why supersedes any of that crap. Mm. And so for me... For me, knowing that, like, and my dad came from a very strong family. There's the opposite end with my mother. She, you know, it was a very dysfunctional family. She, you know, her, her parents were separated when she was young. Um, like, it was just, it was just dysfunctional, right? She, she grew up with siblings that weren't blood siblings. Like, it was just, she grew up in a different household. And it was a rough upbringing for her, you know, at least I would assume. I don't, I don't know. That's not, again, that's not something she ever, you know, um, she didn't reflect that at negative energy on us. But the one thing that her and my dad always did was, hey, let's make sure our family's functional. Even we may not have the resource, but at least we have the values. Mm. And so the one thing I want to say to if you're a business owner, if you're a family man, family woman, you know, whatever it is in your life, it doesn't matter what your resource level is, what your income level is, what your education level is, have values. Because that's going to create a legacy moving forward. And if there's one thing my father left with me with coming from a different country was, number one, having the perspective of, hey, dude. That my mom would always say this when I was a, when I was a kid. She would always say, um, when I would go visit a friend's house, she would always say, make sure you leave that house better than what you found it. That was like something she would always say, hey, make sure you leave that house better than what you found it. Otherwise, I'd get my ass whooped, right? Um, well, I apply that now in my life. Yeah. Hey, this life that I have, this life that my parents gave me, they risk their life to bring me here mm. to, to, to get, I didn't even exist when they had those plans. Right. And so, and so what do I owe it to my future? I got to provide them a way better life than what I found. And so, and so that's the one thing that my parents always instilled with me. I, it, there wasn't trauma. I think, I think, the reason why I ended up being in finances was I didn't know money. I didn't understand that. We never talked about it. We never had it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but I think that was my introduction and my love for, for just this idea of what's wealth management, what's investments, what's, what's all these things. So in essence, all of those pieces kind of created this version of me. Right. Mm. Dude, it's so interesting because 
you know, a lot of the work and a lot of the stuff that I've been going deep into is, you know, why we are the way we are at this age, you know, like what happens when we're growing up, you know, and what did our parents go through? Because a lot of times we take that into our lives. And it's so interesting to hear that how strong your dad was because a lot of times they didn't, they're only being taught what they were taught and they're only parenting the way they were parented, right? Mm-hmm. So most times, you know, they, they only teach what they know. And to just hear how strong he was and to really install the confidence in you, that is so important because that doesn't happen for everybody, right? Yeah. You, a lot of times people, people who immigrate, like there is a lot of shit going on in the country that they're bringing over and it's like, how else do for you sure. act? You know, like there, a lot of people don't have the tools to get through it. And when they have kids and it just, you know, so it's interesting to see how the cycle goes and how important the values are. And it just goes to show like how in each, in cultures as well, like different countries have different values. And I know people from El Salvador, I know people from different like Central America, South America, they have a lot of values there. Family is important, right? And a lot of times it's not as valued as much in, in, in the States or in Canada as it is in there. Like family is everything. And that's what I find so interesting yeah. is like how immigrating over here, they bring those values and, and install that into yeah. you and to see like what you have become because you don't just become like that by accident, you know? Right. And it's always really interesting. There's another thing I wanted to talk about as well is, is like the life after sports. And this is something that, um, a lot of people struggle with and I was including yeah. myself. It's like, especially if you're on a path of, you know, becoming an athlete, you have to be so laser focused. And then when you can't do that anymore, there's a loss of identity. You're like, where do I go now? I'm this athlete dude and it's not going to happen for me. So what's next? And a lot of people really hit hard, even pro athletes that have been playing yeah. because they were somebody. Uh, and then all of a yeah. sudden, they're nobody in the, in the scheme of things, right? Because people don't really know them or talk about them and they don't have the tools to really get through that. So I really find that interesting as well is that to be able to, to be able to pivot out of the different things that you the path that you're on and then to yeah. be able to accept the new path because it's not yeah. easy sh- shedding an old identity. For sure. There's yeah, a lot of skills that you have to have. Yeah, it, it was so so in in I didn't know so I obviously right shifting identity mindset all of these things that's a language that's a language that's become very prominent nowadays at this point in my life there's social media is not a thing I think Vine was like brand new MySpace was still like a thing it's like this is like yeah before hashtags were a thing um I didn't know there was an identity crisis right like Every college athlete, you know what their goal is? Becoming a pro athlete. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're riding the bench. Their goal is to become a pro athlete, right? It, it's, like, it's like you're one step away. Like here's college. The next step is pro. So obviously that was my goal. That was my dream. That's why I, I worked hard. You diet, you blah, 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 blah. You do all these things to get better. This is the key thing. An athlete at uh, you learn discipline. You got to be disciplined. You got to listen to coach. You got to be a team player. Otherwise, you're just not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always getting better, right? Right. That that can go hand in hand with discipline. 
Um, you got to learn new skills, right? That goes hand in hand with getting better. Um, and there's goals in place. Hey, this season, right? You're always giving yourself feedback. This season, I scored this many goals. Next season, I could do this. I got blah, blah, blah. What that taught me was, hey, so, and, th and the other thing, the most important thing, you're competitive. You cannot be at the college level and not be competitive. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you're going to get eaten up, dude. Like, I'm going to tear your head off. Yeah. That's just that's just what's going to happen, bro. As soon as we get inside the lines, you're mine. Mm -hmm. And so um, what what the biggest shift for me is I couldn't compete anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, like mm -hmm. my whole life, I've been triggered to like, you know, boom, 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 go, 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 focus, focus, focus. You know, go get them, go get them, go get them. And all of a sudden, it's like corporate, HR, can't say this, can't go after anybody. You got to fit in society. And I was like, dude, that's a load of baloney like i just because i've been triggered to compete my whole life right like we can be friends but that doesn't mean i can't whoop your butt right and so um for me the biggest thing was i guess what the shift for me was in entrepreneurship i can compete mm. like like i can compete there's no lack of you know what there's never going to be a lack of in the world money there's never they could keep printing that crap right so i knew i can compete for resources so my competitive juices came back in. You know what the other thing entrepreneurship provided for me? Coaching. I had that in sports. You know what else entrepreneurship provided for me? Personal development. I could get better. You know what else it provided for me? Feedback. I can compare this quarter's stats to the, the next quarter's stats. So all of those things that I had implemented in sports, like, yeah, yeah I didn't have it anymore. And, and what, what, what people would tell me this in the corporate life, or I didn't have it anymore in like just my, a nine to five job. I'm not saying that that's wrong. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I think nine to fives, they're important. They're, they, they give you sustainability, right? But to me, I was missing that component. Yeah. I was missing the, if you ask any athlete, it's, it's, it's one of the things we hate the most is like 5 a.m., waking up at 5 a.m. to go do cardio. That's not what you love, but you do it because of the game, yeah. right? Like, and so in entrepreneurship, what I, what, what, what I fell in love with was, was not necessarily the making the phone calls. It wasn't necessarily the prospecting. It wasn't necessarily the, you know, sitting in front of somebody, but what I really loved was the game, winning the game of life, getting ahead, what it did for my family. And it was like, oh, I could now translate that sports identity into this entrepreneurship identity. Why? Because they correlate in so many ways the coaching, the personal development, the getting better, the building a new skill set, the competition, the, like the, in, in many ways, the accountability. Right. Yeah. And so that to me was, that was the translation. Um, obviously there was a couple of years in between, but, but I always feel like a, a seamless transition for any athlete is entrepreneurship because you get all of those components. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I was an athlete too. And, and I always think about, I, I think back, of all the skills that I learned, right? And to get to a high level of sports, you have to be, you have to be disciplined. You have to yeah. be, you have to be coachable. You have yeah. to get, you have to be a team player. You have to be willing to sacrifice your own personal needs for the collective team, right? And right. There's, there's so many things that sports growing up that when we're in it, it, it's like, oh, why are we doing this? You know, like you don't really understand, but yeah. it really sets you up for later on in all areas, yeah. in relationships yeah. and 
and in, in leadership, like you have to step up. If you get into any level of high level sports, that's why it's interesting. Like these, yeah. you, you look at these people that have made it pro, like they've had to get through a lot and there's yeah. a lot of skills there. But I think a lot of them just get so wrapped up in that's all they are. And they don't sure. see that. And this is the problem with the system that was the way it was in the past with coaching, right? I don't think a lot of coaches really, I know I didn't. It was kind of like, this is the only option. You know, you, you know, you can either make, I played hockey, so it's either pro or get college scholarship or something. But there was never any talk about, hey, like there's the skills you're going to learn from this. You know what? You may not make it, but once this stuff ends, your life is going to change and you can really use it in another way. And yeah. that's the lesson that, that I feel was missing. And I feel that a lot of the coaching back in the day was very fear-based, which can be good to a certain level, you know, do this. But eventually, you know, when you're scaring people into doing different things, that's great. And that can definitely get you to certain levels. But it doesn't make you see the big picture and it doesn't inspire you. And a lot of players turn that off. So I find it yeah. interesting how it, it shifts. And yeah, how, like, you know, right? I, I, like one of the things I'm grateful I didn't have that in my life and I'll tell you why. Mm. I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. My, my, my life would have been different. My mindset would have been different. Um, like, and that's, that's important to know because that's always going to exist. Yeah. That, that those, little, those little gaps or those little lacks, lack thereof, those are always going to exist. And I think those are important. Um, why is that important? One of, one of my affirmations is, hey, Warner, be the person you wish you had when you were 18. Mm. Be the person you wish you knew when you were 20. And so, and so like, you know, you, you know, you just shared your story and that's, 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 that's amazing. But like, like you and I are, what's, what's our purpose now is to be that person. Yeah. Be, be the person that's uncommon. Be the person that's set apart because they went through that. It's poverty is always going to exist. Um, yeah. You know, um, poor mindsets are always going to exist. Um, bad habits are always going to exist. But there's always going to be those who are set apart. And the responsibility of that, not everybody can burden that responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. You got to, it takes, it takes a certain individual. I'll, I'll give you, uh, and you know, let's talk about you. It takes a certain individual to start a podcast. Not everyone's up to having their face in front of a camera. Dude, I hate it to this day. Like, it's weird to me. It's just like, it's not, it wasn't anything that I'm very, very comfortable with. But hey, it's not about my face. It's not about clout. Like, like it's about the message. It's yeah. about the influence. Why? Because there is a lack of. And I think, I think especially with, you know, within sports, like, if I'm, we got to understand, right? If, if. I'll give you an example. There's there's people in life that are very successful when it comes to business, but they're very poor when it comes to marriage. You know what I'm not gonna go do to that person? Go ask them for marriage advice. Yeah. You know what I'm not gonna do to my football coach? Ask him for business advice because he doesn't have a business. Yeah. So I don't want him to coach me in business. Mm. Just like, just like if you if you order you know if you you call a plumber to come to your house, you're not asking him to give you a, I don't know a, a cordon bleu recipe. Like, dude, you're my plumber. Fix my plumbing. Yeah. Right? Mm. And the same applies to life. There's people in your life designated for that level of you and that particular, that particular space. Mm. Your football coach, 
Let him be your football coach. Don't have your your football coach doesn't have to be your financial advisor. He doesn't have to be your life coach. He doesn't have to be your marriage counselor. You don't want him to be all of those things or her to be all of those things. Like, right? It's like you like like if you have it, you, you know, we'll we'll go we'll we'll go we'll go in fitness or or in coaching. There's a fitness coach. There's a diet coach. There's a positions coach. There's a you know, there's all these different types of coaching that are designated to three different people. Well, dude, life should be the exact same way. Yeah. I have a life coach. I have a marriage counselor. I have a financial advisor. I have a realtor. I have like separate those um, specifics because otherwise you're getting your same advice by someone who's you, like, you're getting advice from someone who's not, not, not it's their specialty is yeah. not in that field. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'll ask you this question. If you, if, 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 well, let's generalize the question. Most people, what do you think they get? What do you think they get their financial, their financial advice from? You know, that's a great question because I guess they'll ask friends. They'll ask um, friends, friends, family, family, and Google. Our generation Google. Google's things, right? Yeah. Like yeah. those. Neither neither of those things are, are. I'm not saying they're wrong. No, but that's common. Friends, family, yeah. Google. Um, someone I respect at work or, yeah. you know, someone I look up to, uh, right. And are, are the, just, just, just because you know them doesn't mean they're, they specialize in that. Now yeah. I'm, I'm being specific to my, to my industry. Right. But now let's talk about something else, right? Like marriage. Well, I'm going to ask my friends, my family, Google, like neither of them are experts in what, in what that niche is. Right. And so like, that's why I say like, you know, my, 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 I, I, the lack of that I had with, oh, I didn't have that mentor in my life or, oh, I did my, my coach didn't provide me with this. Or even with my parents, my parents didn't provide me with this. I, I look at them and be like, Hey, I needed, I needed that lack of to create this version of me. Mm -hmm. you needed that in your life to create this version of Lance. Mm -hmm. So in, instead of, obviously I had to learn to see that perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. So in, instead of seeing of, of, instead of seeing the things that I lacked, I, I saw the things that they actually gave me and how can I implement that moving forward? And mm -hmm. if I did lack, if I did lack in something, how can I be the one who provides that for the next generation? Well, that's the whole thing, right? And that's the gift of perspective and <clears throat> even, you know, the message of, of adversity or anything, right? Like right. you, a lot of people don't see it like that. And the problem is, is they become a victim of circumstance. And if you change your perspective on it, and you realize that that thing is the gift that we all needed. Like I look back and I go, all the shit I went through, all the stuff led me to where I am today. Because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And now, and I wouldn't be able to do this show and have as much, you know, real life experience about this stuff. So, and now it's about right. looking at it and seeing it as valuable information that we've learned over the years. Yeah. And if we don't, I mean, a lot of people, and this is the problem is like a lot of people look at things and they go, oh, this happened to me. And oh no, I, there's, I lost this or this or that. And it's just like a constant spiral of being a victim. And that's not going to get you out of your situation or learn things that right. you're going to need to become, to, to even to see the issue, to be like, hey, I need this person to help me. Or I need, yeah. like, like you have to have the awareness first of all. Right. And a lot of people don't, yeah. it, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a, have, uh, you probably heard of this. Even a flower needs to go through the dirt mm. to grow. 
so you need it you need yeah. to you need you need to go through the manure you it's it's there is no avoiding it mm. but this is what so if you know that there's no avoiding it like like i'll give you an example i was, I was just talking to my little brother about this sometimes you're going through a season in your life where it's a massive learning curve but you when you're it's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame, right? Mm -hmm. I'm giving him this outside of this bird's eye view perspective. And he's like, and, and this is what, this was the way he told me. He goes, it's hard for me to understand what I'm going to learn from this while I'm going through this. So I wouldn't say it's a problem in society. It's necessary because you and I went through the same thing. I had to go through some, I had a dude, I lived in my car for seven months. I lived in my car while I was living in my car. I wasn't thinking about, Oh man, life is great, dude. Yeah. I've never been, dude, I was in a rut. Mm -hmm. So, so I needed to go through that to have perspective. So it's not that not everybody has perspective. It's just that not everybody's been through the stuff that they need to go through in order to have that perspective. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so I'm, I'm, and, and the reason why I say that is because there's platforms that you and I have created right through through the podcasting through speaking through engagements um that we can provide that value and that perspective sometimes it's not that it's nothing sometimes i i i, I you know par parenting is a good example how many times have your parents have told you don't do this don't do this don't do this and you do it and you're like oh that's why they don't want me to do it hmm. people gotta go through that dude yeah. that's just who totally. we are as humans so so like i'm very careful with this whole society is this way we've always been that way dude mm -hmm. we've always been trial and error that's just human nature mm -hmm. so how do we change human nature we can't we just become better influences mm -hmm. yeah I, I completely agree i um <clears throat> yeah it's you have to this is the thing as well though is that i think if there's enough like i don't want to see people have to go through the shit in order to learn the lesson. I think that there are ways where like someone hears a story like what we're talking about or somebody hears something. Yeah. And my hope is that obviously I don't want anybody to suffer and have to go through mm -hmm. things to learn, but that's the reality. But it, sometimes if you hear it from the right person or the right story, it'll save you from having to go through because you can learn from stories. And that's why sure. I think it's important. And um, I mean, I had to learn the same lessons over and over again because I didn't learn them enough. And yeah. it, it wasn't enough for me to hear somebody say, don't do that or do that for me to not make the dumb choice. But, yeah. you know, I hope we get to a place in life where people are like, all right, I, I know better. Maybe I will do this instead of having to face it myself. But the reality is, as human beings, it's always been like that. You're right. And yeah. A lot of times we have to we have to go through this stuff, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and we don't see it yeah. in the moment. Like when you're in your car, living in your car, it's not like you're like, oh, thank you for this gift. But yeah, the, dude, I'm like, I'm not thanking anybody, bro. But the, but the reality <laughs> is, the reality is, especially if you're coaching, especially if you're in a world where you need to help people. If you haven't gone through shit, how are you going to help them? So it's like. For me, I'm like so grateful for now I look back at the things that I went through because now I can help them. Because if you, everything is smooth and everything was easy, what, how can you teach anybody anything? You can't help anybody, right? So it's like, it, yeah. 
it, it, it's, it's amazing because like, yeah. right? Yeah. One, one of the things that, that, that I, I always teach my team, especially very, very early on is when they ask me, what do I do? This is, this is literally what I say. Failed now, fell fast and fell often. Mm. Now that's counterintuitive to what we've been taught our whole life. Our whole life teaches you study hard, don't fail, have, have straight A's, like be this perfect student. And it's just like in business, no, dude, mm. I, you can know everything in the world, but if you have no confidence, you're going to fail. Yeah. You can have all the confidence in the world, but if you, if you, if you know, if you don't have the competence, you're going to fail. Like, so if I already know you're going to fail, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to support your failures. Failures are the keys that unlock success. It doesn't matter who you are in your life. Anyone who's ever been successful has fallen on their face hard. Mm -hmm. The more successful you've been, the harder you've fallen. So yeah. I'm going to tell you straight up, dude, hey, this is the expectation. It's going to hurt. You're going to cry. You're going to complain. You're gonna, it's okay. I went through that. So let's get that out the way right now. Mm. So to, to people who are listening right now, dude, perfection is going to kill. Perfection kills originality. Perfection kills growth. Stop yeah. it. Go out there, fail. Go out there, fall on your face. Now, I'm not saying it's entrepreneurship or whatever venture you want to go on. It's, it's always going to be painful. No, there's joys, but you got to grow into that. Yeah. Just like going to the gym, soreness, all soreness means, it doesn't mean, oh, shoot, my body's shutting down. No, it means, hey, we're growing. Yeah. Business, you're going to be sore. Having, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if you've done this, Lance. Go back and, and listen to your very first episode ever. You're probably gonna be like, "What it's the hard. hell?" To be honest right? with you, bro. Like, it's it's hard for me to go back and listen to a lot of if a lot of episodes. Like, I just what, what I'm what I'm saying is like totally. We could we're gonna be like, dude, eyes. I know, sucked, right? And it, yeah. and it's I'm not saying you suck. What no, I'm I know is, it's the progression. Like, that's yeah. Well, you look at sure. Joe Rogan. That's even life. you watch that's Joe Rogan's true, episode yeah. one or two, dude. It was brutal. It <laughs> Dude, his first podcast ever was with a comedian by the name of Tom Green. This was with, back yeah. in dialogue, bro. I remember, I remember watching the interview and he goes, what, what is this? What do you even call this? He's like, I don't know. I just know it's not a radio. It's my own show. And then essentially Joe Rogan, what, three, 4,000 episodes later, oh yeah, Joe Rogan has the best podcast. Dude, you missed all the other ones that haven't even been on record just yet, right? So but um, it's this idea of, um, dude, you gotta go. You have to go through the process. Yeah, right. It's it's more than a hashtag, guys. It's mm. an actual journey, and that yeah. you don't get through. The, there's no shortcuts. There is no short. No matter how many mentors you have, no matter how many coaches you have, you're still gonna fail. Mm. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> talk us about talk. So you're you're feeling resistance with your podcast, right? You didn't. Like, what is it about it that, that was like challenging for you? Why is it because getting in front of camera, like walk yeah. us through a little bit of your podcast journey, because I always love hearing yeah. it. And, and why did you start it in the first? For sure. Time? Well, uh, I'll start with the why. Um, thing happened. My business went 100% digital. Um, what, what does that mean? That means I cut off going to the office. I cut off commute. I cut off um, conversations in the office. That's a lot of time that i had in my hands so i was like dude what do i do with this um i was like i, I was saying earlier i i didn't 
find my mentor until I was 27. So, and I was always ambitious, motivated, right? Entrepreneur mind, mindset, but I just didn't know how to find a mentor. So I thought, why not create a platform where, you know, instead of people having to go look for mentors, I just bring the mentors to them. I just bring them value. So the easiest way to do that was podcasting. It was something I can control, something I can do, something I can enjoy. And so um, I did it. I mean, I, I enjoy conversation. So that, that's why I started it, right? Um, the biggest challenge is I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just literally turned on the camera and started recording. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, Stay in the Big is not a name of that. You know what Stay in the Big actually is? It's an affirmation that I had. Big goals, big dreams, dude, stay in the big, stay in the big. Like when I would go through my low moments in life, when I was living in my car, dude, stay in the big, stay in the big. Like this is not where, this is just a moment in time, right? Stay in the big. So I was like, dude, I'll just call it stay in the big. And um, the biggest thing for me was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to record. I don't know how to get on a platform. And I hate the way I look on camera. Like it's just, I just, it wasn't something I... It was just a self-defeating thought, I guess. I don't know. But I did it anyways. I did it anyways. My first episode sucked. Like, I, 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 I give myself feedback. I, I hear it all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there was so many, uh, uh, like, just pauses, the wrong questions, interruptions, and so on and so forth. So my biggest challenge at the time was just the not knowing part. But just like anything in life, when you start, you don't know. When, you, when I first started playing soccer, I didn't know how to kick a ball. When I first started using a computer, I didn't know how to type. Like, it's just all of these things. When you first got your first iPhone, you know what we all did? We all just knew where's the power button and how the hell do you work this thing, right? So, so I knew that that learning process was going to take place, so I just did it anyways. Um, so that my, my biggest challenge was just getting over, getting over how I – view myself in a camera and i the the biggest the biggest thing that helped me through that was it doesn't matter my emotion doesn't matter what matters is that the mission and the and what what the message that others had to share was getting portrayed was getting you know was i was giving them a platform and and so that was the biggest thing was for me ego means edging greatness out dude put your emotion aside Put, put your self-defeating thoughts aside and just do it. And, and, and for me, it was, it was providing the value was just, it just essentially, it just overcame all fears. But yeah, dude, it, it was, it was scary, man. I was like, is anybody even going to listen to this dude? Like, you know, is anybody even going to want to be on my show? And essentially you bring enough value, you know, the, 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 the universe will, will pay you back, man. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic podcasting, man, because there's a lot of a lot of people don't realize the the mental challenges that you go through, right? You're yeah. it's not only just recording and looking into the camera if you do video. <laughs> it's it's the how do you even, you know, cuz the the kind of people that you're interviewing, you need to connect if you don't connect, then it's just bullshit. It's like you can tell people that are very good at connecting and breaking the barriers and having like conversations. Some you hear that are just question after question. It's like there's no, there's no listening. And 
what I've really noticed is that you become a very good listener. To be a good communicator, yeah. you have to learn how to listen. And this is For what sure. I learned a lot in my life is I wasn't a listener. I was always like, what am I going to say next? When can I get yeah. my, my two cents in? And podcasting, when you're interviewing somebody, you can probably agree. It's like you really got to think about, you got to listen and you got to understand like there's people listening and how am I going to take this and how am I going to listen and then be able to have a take it where I'm not just about my agenda of the questions and there's so many things. And then there's the, the confidence that you believe in yourself to be able to show up and that someone's actually going to take you seriously. And there's, there's yeah. so many factors that it's like its own personal development tool in a box. It really For is. Sure. It teaches you yeah. so much, you know, For like, sure. I, it, it was, it was, it, it, it's funny because, 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 you know, I'm gonna go back to the last question you asked guys, if you're starting a podcast, YouTube, this stuff, it's all on YouTube, like how to Photoshop, iMovie, yeah. Adobe Premiere, like to this day, I YouTube each and every day, to, you know, anyway, yeah. but, um, but yes, you're right. It, it does teach you how to, you know, what's the one thing. And, and this is funny when people are like, Oh, I, I, I don't know how to podcast, dude, you've been talking your whole life when you're with your friends like you you can talk for hours you know what podcasting is talking for me this is the way i see it it's not about me it's about the person i have let them have a message mm. right if like obviously i pre-frame the people that i have i don't just mm. like oh anybody come on mm. but like i make sure they have a message and i give them the platform because it's not about me it's about them otherwise why have them on my show mm. otherwise i can just record myself mm. so for me the biggest thing was it did. You're right. It taught me how to become a better listener. It taught me how to ask a part of asking a good question is having a good conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, yeah, it, it was a, it was a unique dynamic indeed. It's definitely helped me. It's definitely helped my, 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 you know, social skills, obviously. Right. Cause in business, there's a lot of conversation being had, but the only way you get better is not by studying how to have conversations It's by having conversations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like anything. Yeah. You just got to show up and do it. And it's, um, it's quite the journey, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting how the world is changing and how we are becoming the media, you know, like we are the new media, like people want real, no agenda conversations. Yeah you know, like from real, real humans. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about it too, because, and also somebody wants to learn about you. If somebody has, is on the fence about doing business with you right. and you have a show, they can go and be like, I'm going to listen to this guy or this girl. Yeah. And be like, all right, I, I can, I, this is, this is how you build trust. Because if you can get For to sure. know that person, you feel like you know them. And then what's yeah. going to happen? You're going to want to do more of what they're doing. For sure. It's, it's, I, I call it the ultimate, like, dude, this is my perspective, right? Nobody else has to adopt this. Everybody else can hate it for all I care. It doesn't matter to me. Dude, if you're still passing out business cards, get with the program. Like my, my social media space can reach thousands of people. Your business cards reaches one person. So what's faster? I'm not saying don't do it. That's not what I'm saying. Just let, let that not be your only resource. 
especially right like we have we live in a we live in an era where our reach is much bigger our capacity is much higher like use it use it and you know what's the other beautiful thing about podcasting and social media lands it's free mm. like right what 20 years ago what would it cost you to be to to like a 30 second commercial on tv uh 15 second commercial on a radio station for, or a shout out on a radio station a lot. Right. And not everybody did it. Well, guess what? I now have my own show. If you know, I, I don't have somebody else's agenda. I can talk about what I want. I can bring on whoever I want. And the other beautiful thing about this is that this content is going to, my grandkids are going to be able to see this one day and be like, damn, Hey, you guys want to see grandpa? You guys want to see who grandpa was? You want to see who my great grandfather was? So it's in, in many ways, this is the new legacy. Mm, right? Great point. Yeah. That's a great point. I didn't even really think of that's, that's something I haven't even really thought about is that like that stuff lives. Yeah. For it's sure. a living thing and it's going to be around. Yeah. So it's going to be around for a long time. <laughs> and, and how cool would that have been if we had that of our grandparents like if we could learn about them and see those kind of things like i'm happy just to yeah. look at an old picture that from like 1920 sure, i'm we'll, like i'm like we'll, wow we'll yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's we 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 ask quite we, you know what's the other thing about humans we love stories we've always loved stories that's why we watch movies that's why we watch netflix and sitcoms we love stories you know what this is this is giving the future generation a story mm. that's all it is and it's just like like a good friend of mine she said be awake in the dream like dude we are living the dream like our grandparents there's a fun fact i just heard our generation in one day consumes more content than what our parents consumed in a year think about that with our grandparents like now now why do i say that we are living their dream the things we are doing we're doing the things that they wish they did so why not do it to the best of our capacity and share that story have that have that for somebody to have that story there for somebody else to tell later i love it brother where can we where can we check you out if people want to learn about working with you or your podcast walk us through and we'll have make sure it's all in the show notes yeah, for sure. So um, the best, the easiest way to find me, the best way to find me is on Instagram. I can't preach social media and not, not, not plug that in, right? So it's on Instagram, at Warner Trejo. Um, that's, that's the best way to find me. I'm, my, I, I have a show on Spotify. It just aired. So I think I'm on episode two just now. Um, it's called Stay in the Big. Um, it's on Spotify and Anchor. Um, but yeah, the best way to, the, the link tree, the links to everything is on my Instagram, on my bio. Um, but yeah, send me a DM. I try my absolute best to answer everybody, um, with, uh, in a, in a promptly matter. And I'm, I'm always open to conversation, right? Right. I'm always open to conversation and always open to share opportunity to help others out. And I really want to say, follow Lance guys, subscribe to his channel, subscribe to his podcast. This man's a legend and I appreciate you so much for having me. Oh, dude, I appreciate having you on, man. Um, I love what you're doing and 
conversations that need to happen, man. And you have a gift. And I think like what you're doing is, is, is great. And, and it's a ripple effect, right? It's all of what we're doing uh, has yeah. a ripple and I really, really appreciate it. So if you had to, if everybody had to walk away today, so I always finish with this question kind of yeah. to, to end things and to give the audience to walk away with out of all the things yeah. that you've been through, the struggles, the challenges, the adversity, what is the number one lesson that adversity has taught you? Mm. I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that by giving you my affirmation. Um, you can share this and I'll, I'll, you know, you can share this and your audience can, can use this as well. Um, hey guys, you are blessed. You are highly favored. Your family deserves the best version of you. Your business deserves the best version of you. But most of all, this world deserves the absolute best version of you. Why is that important? It doesn't matter what I went through in the last 10 minutes. It doesn't matter the crap I went through yesterday. It doesn't matter what I went through last uh, the week before. What matters is that I'm in front of Lance and he deserves the best version of me. What, what, what matters is that I'm in front of this audience and they deserve the absolute best version of me. So it is my responsibility to use this gift that God gave me to give it to you. I can't be selfish with what he gave me. Why? Dude, that'll be edging my greatness out. And I'm not here to do that. So let's work together. It's, it's more collab. What I've learned too is it's more collaboration than it is competition, guys. So remember that you are blessed. You are highly favored. And everything you're going through, if it's negative or positive, it's a situation, not a destination, guys. Keep going. Oh, mic drop, man. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, dude. My, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, everybody. Go check out Warner. Go follow him. And if you guys got value, share this with a friend. Share this on social media. And make sure that you subscribe to whatever platform you're on. It really, really helps. It helps boost um, the value of the show. If you subscribe, that the more subscribers you get in a certain period of time, it ranks you up higher. And if you and just having reviews on the show is super important. When people are looking at it, people want to see that it's actual. Um, people are getting value from it, and and nothing is better than getting a review, and a five star review on Apple, or you know sharing it in social media is much appreciated. Okay, I love you guys. Stay tuned for the solo episode coming out of my Sedona, Arizona. Uh, journey that's coming out at the end of the week. You guys are going to love that. I'm going to break it all down for you. All right. Much love. Enjoy your week. Catch you next time.